I lied. You lied. Oh no. I'm a filthy oh, liar. Oh She's no. She's CR one oh two. He's C R one oh seven. This is how <laughs> this is how we start the game. We have just uh welcome back to uh Keltara Primal. We have just uh decided to restart and we've decided to look up uh what Tiamat and Bahamut's actual challenge rating are, which it turns out in respective order, Tiamat is one oh two and Bahamut is one oh seven. So yeah, that's a thing. Um that's amazing. That's what it is. Anyways, so, um, to remind myself, last game, um, the Intrepid Party, whom, uh, we tried out the new thing, and I decided to go back to Roll20 just for simplicity's sake, and most of my stuff's on there, but, um, speaking of, I need to put Recorder Bot onto Roll20, that'll be smart. <laughs> um, so, the, the party kind of entered into this, uh, agreement with the Cobalt, that they would get rid of their, uh, get rid of this mining camp's most dangerous fighters and return for some, they he specified some refined cobalt or like some sort of gem like cobalt, some, some sort of reward and the good feelings that come along with helping people who appear to be oppressed in every single way. <laughs> um, after a brief and very brief, uh, fight in the caves, you guys managed to triumph over the top of these, uh, uh, over the top of the Excuse me, over the top of the fighters. My brain is not functioning very well. This is the wrong one. This is the one. This is the map, effectively, um, that you are in. Um, it's just for it's just for visual purposes, given the fact that uh, the other map is on volt. Um, excuse me, tabletop simulator. This map looks uglier. I know. <laughs> uh, it's because I made it in Roll20. I gotta say, uh, I'm gonna be making the maps in probably Photoshop from now on because the other maps that I, like it just looks nicer. Like this was still based off of a picture, but mm-hmm. the map just they just flat out look nicer. There's no other way around it. So, all right, now Recorder Bot is now inside of the game, so he can hear whatever music I decide to put on. So what if I put on Medieval Adventure game? It's gonna play for us. Is my sound gonna work? There we go. There we go. Nice, nice, nice ambience in the background. There we go. Okay. And so, yes, we all um, come to with you guys having um, defeated the uh, um, defeating the three. Yeah, there's three of them. Um, guards very handily and uh, looted their stuff. And I believe I told you guys what you looted last time, so I think we should be all clear on that. Uh, yeah. What was the uh... Plus ten magical bow staff of katana monking the <laughs> kitty claws and wings of death and pain um, the roguishly good looks of negative twenty charisma and the hedge wizard staff of utter annihilation and goofiness. <laughs> Picking up their uh, own private role-playing game, the characters that you now know and love <laughs> abandon their game after they get back to reality. <laughs> no. Last time you guys would have gotten a heavy crossbow with about ten bolts, a couple of potions, a halberd, a chain shirt, manacles, and ten gold pieces across their coins, excuse me, across them. Who took oh. the manacles again? Uh, Izzy did. Okay. Yes, Kyra has the manacles. What she's going nice. to use them for? Nobody knows, but she's got them now. <laughs> the rogue is currently locked to the floor. The I also have a set of manacles. <laughs> All right, so 
Um, what do you guys want to do? Uh, drugs. <laughs> and we're no longer PG anymore. Thank you, really, for getting that out of the way early. You're welcome. There we go. It's good cave sounds. Um, the last time, if I recall, uh, last time that we left off, we heard some like sounds of fighting in the distance, and we were rushing off to protect our kobold buddies. All right. So you guys um, hearing the sound? It sounds like you know clanging metal, screams, cries, hisses, coming from, like, deep down into the, the kind of the way you came. And uh, rushing out, uh, you guys kind of quickly, you know, hurry yourselves out, trying to see if there's anything you can do to help. Um, you guys are currently disguised, um, if I remember correctly. But um, you rush your way yep. out of the, uh, you rush your way out of the mine. Um, you see, uh, like, as you kind of are going through, you see, ouch, I should not hit that when I'm pacing around. Um, you see, uh, that, um, it harder than I thought. <clears throat> so, you see that, the, like, most of the stations that the miners were working at, you know, doing pickaxes and all the, um, all the equipment, it's all been abandoned, like, in a hurry. You see things are thrown about, uh, there are overturned, um, like, carts. You see a couple of bodies here and there, both cobalt and human, um, and you kind of can smell that thick, you know, heady smell of blood in the air as uh, um, you guys are trying to get out of the caves, because, you know, the caves don't really let the air flow through it very well. Um, making your way out, you come across a pretty... Um, uh, you come across a pretty different site from when you first entered. Um, the... Uh, uh, excuse me. The entire camp appears to be in, like, a state of disarray and, like, flames almost. There's a variety of tents that are on fire. There's lots of smoke rising from tents that have smoldered out. You can see that um, most humans and or other people that are hanging around, they're all, they're, they're either running away or fighting themselves uh, or making their way back. They seem to be on retreat as the kobolds have kind of inexplicably risen up and uh, broken free of their bonds. It seems that after, with the confusion of losing maybe some of their best fighters, the majority of these people who are mostly unarmed miners just trying to do their job have decided to uh, flee to the other side, flee away kind of deeper into the valley you guys are in. And, um, yeah, so you guys are, as you guys walk out, um, you see that some kobolds kind of give you a side look and kind of brandish, you know, simple weapons and also weapons that look too big for them, um, seemingly taken from guards. But um, they seem to kind of ignore you for the most part. It seems that uh, I'll say I'll draconically snarl at any bitches that try and... <laughs> but seeing as you guys are not immediately um, taking attack formation or, you know, advancing towards anyone, they seem to be leaving you alone. Maybe the word got out that you were, there was some group that was helping them deeper in. You're not sure. So what do you guys do? Um, is there currently fighting going on? Like any big fights or is this kind of wrapping up? Um, as you kind of look around, there's really no more big fights kind of sitting like around, as you see. It seems to be just kind of wrapping up. They're either um, driving off the last of them or there's small skirmishes with maybe two or three guys. But it seems like they're overwhelmed and everyone's trying to retreat. Most of the worst of the fighting, you think, has been completed some time ago as you guys were leaving. I will kind of side elbow... Um... Renard, Renaud, Rizzetto, or yeah. Kyra. 
Kyra. Kyra. Okay. I'll just kind of side elbow her and be like, you think our basilisk blood's still in the uh, quarters? Or the uh, quartermaster's office? <laughs> Renard's going to say, I wonder if the gold we were promised is still in the quartermaster's office. It has to be. They couldn't have possibly used it. Well, what are we waiting for? <laughs> Murder hobos! <laughs> away! <laughs> Alright, so you guys um, are going to go search for your... Uh, <laughs> you're going to Skyrim it up, sell something, and then steal it back from them? <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm either... If we are this still doesn't disguised look... as well. Yeah. yeah. If this doesn't look super promising, I'm going to suggest also going to like the main tent of the dude. Because he might have some fancy shit there. Alright. So you guys kind of pick your way... Th- what, Kyra? How's your stealth, Indra? Oh, great. Okay, nice. Awesome. <laughs> so you guys pick your way through the uh, ruined camp. Um... Avoiding, you know, maybe some squabbling kobolds who are swabbing over either shiny things or it looks like little bits of mineral and rock. Um, and you find your way to the quartermaster's uh, tent. The quartermaster's kind of mostly ramshackle lean-to. Um, it's definitely been scoured. Um, it seems like perhaps the a likely re- or likely um, a likely result would have been the kobolds stealing weapons from here because you see it's pretty bare at this moment in time. Um, the forge itself, the fire has died. Um, and you see a variety of chests that have been kind of broken and pieced apart kind of behind the usual countertop where you saw, where you met with the, uh, like blacksmith earlier, the quartermaster. Um, but those have been broken into and seemingly looted. There's bits and pieces of maybe swords and, uh, unfinished armor lying around. It doesn't seem like there's very much left over. It seems like whatever was here was looted. They took the like. I figured they would take all the weapons. They they didn't. T- they took like the vials and stuff as well. Um, give me a. Hmm, let's make a perception. Perception check. Don't mind if I do. Oh boy. That is twenty-seven. Nice. Twenty-seven. Um, as you look around, you kind of shuffle through. You notice behind, like, um, one. You notice kind of. It wasn't in the uh, chest at all. In fact, it was uh off to the side. It was um. Small, like it was kind of under one of the cloth parts of tent flap. You notice that one of your of your uh, bottles of basilisk blood still remains, seemingly dropped and forgotten. I will snag that real quick as my ears go like beep 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 beep, like turning it on angles, going all sonar mode, and uh, like, well, save this for a lucky day. Shall we make our way to the main tent? Um, I'm gonna look around to see if there's any sort of uh, safe or lockbox that may have not been broken into. If people weren't able to uh, unlock it or break it, see if anything like that is around. All right. I want to um, see if they've got any money lying around because they were looking for weapons, right? Yes. Yeah, so let's try. Okay. So let's do. This. We'll do. Um. Uh, excuse me. We will do a Renard first. Uh, right. Renard, you perception check, and then Kyra, you will do one as well. So go ahead and just roll that, and then tell me your result. 22. 22. Kyra, what'd you get? Still rolling. Natural 20, 25. 
Jesus. Nice. All right. So, uh, Renard, you were looking for a lockbox. So you kind of, Renard, you kind of flip, like, you know, look around behind and around things, trying to see if there's like a safe of some sort, but, um, you don't see, seem to find any evidence of a safe around here. Uh, if it was here, it wasn't, it was either lifted away and, or like if there was a safe that was ever here, it was lifted straight up off the ground. So you're not a hundred, you don't see any drag marks. All uh, right. Uh, Tyra, with your 25 roll for perception, you find, you, um, kind of search around. It looks to be like, as you're kind of just like, you know, you're rifling through the grass and dirt and mud, um, you find, you manage to find about, um, 20 silver coins. It seems like, nice. it seems like most of the, uh, um, gold was taken in the escape because, you know, people will grab the most valuable thing, which is gold around these parts. Mm-hmm. So it seems like, but you're able to just kind of scrounge around on your hands and knees for a bit. Um, you're able to get about 20 silver coins. You can add that to your inventory. Okay. Well, I, uh, I assume that they're around me, so I, like, kind of hold up all of the money to everyone and say, like, look, guys, I found some more silver. And so, I give it to some of them. Hey. How much do you give to each person? Five, or 20 divided by four, right? Yep, yep that'd be five. Well, I mean, that's, you get to choose how much to give through the silver for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that should be five for everyone, so everyone can mark up. Oh, really? You're really pieces. good at math. Oh, I love math. <laughs> I'm going to so quote Zootopia and say, you know us bunnies, we're good at multiplication. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, 200 silver. <laughs> <laughs> Zeros mean nothing, right? <laughs> All right. So after um, after you guys spend your time kind of looting the quartermaster's place, is there anything else you want to grab here while you're here? Uh, is there anything that looks like useful, uh, valuable scrolls? Are there any no. sets of keys? Um, no. From when you guys are looking around, there doesn't seem to be much more valuable. Um, there's no scroll. This is mostly like an equipment place, you know, like you'd where you check in pickaxes, swords, and things like that. So there's not much in the ways of scrolls. You do see like pieces and parts of like tattered paper lying around, but it looks to be mostly just checklists and you know law keeping. So nothing really useful, even especially in its damaged form. Do they have a map in the in the tent? Uh, no, they would not. Okay, I guess. We'll you mean in the tent or in the quartermaster's office? She's talking about the quartermaster's place. This okay. Is, the quartermaster's place is kind of like imagine like a imagine like a horse stable, you know, that's like open to air, and imagine yeah. like kind of long and large. So this is kind of what you're looking at, it's like this whole open air building sort of a thing. It's not like you're not like indoors. You're kind of in what's like a stable type area. Yeah. It just kind of it's just been kind of put up. It's like a, it's definitely a temporary looking. Like it looks sturdier because of the fact that it needs like a forge. And other things, but it is definitely very temporary looking. So yeah, they do not have a map in here. I will search for one in the other main tent. Let's go to the tent. Yeah, let's right. go onward and upward. I I'm suppose. going to try to like not totally like stealth ninja in, but I am not going to enter all like blase. I'm going to kind of sneak in and just ears alert for like ambushes. Mm-hmm. I will. I'll stealth in. I'll just go full stealth. I guess we all will, or I will. Okay, let me make a quick note here. He's like, trap to murder. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! And the caps. 
<laughs> you don't notice the hole in the floor. You fall through, and Tiamat is there. <laughs> all right, so you um, all right, so you guys are kind of making your way through the um, uh, through the camp. Um, uh, at this point in time, it seems like the kobolds are getting a little more organized and a little less in there. You know, let's kill everything, loot everything mode. I see they seem to be picking up the pieces and putting the minerals and things like that back in the carts, and potentially, and they seem like they're starting to make a little bit of a train back to. Uh, the mines where they're taking the um, like the blue kind of shiny mineral back to where um, they originally had it from. Um, as you approach the center, kind of where the uh, large tent was that the uh, um, that the superintendent was at, um, you see that it is one of the buildings that has been burned to a crisp. Awkward. Is there a safe around here? <laughs> You will require another perception check, Renard. Here we go. That's a critical fail. <laughs> Renard, um, you examine the tent incredibly thoroughly. Looking through it, um, you check every flap. You check every um, uh, you check like every you know, like nook and crevice. And all you seem to manage to find is a pair of dirty rags from the tent. That's actually not the burnt one down. You don't even look in the right tent. You searched. You searched like one of the worker tents really well, but you didn't find any safe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I peek around? Well, if it's burnt to a ground, I'm not gonna. Well, I guess yeah. Uh, if there is like any metallic safe or whatnot, it might be sitting there amongst the ashes and whatnot. I'll just kind of peek through, see if there's anything that might be worth scouting or grabbing after it's all done charred. Okay, go ahead and give me a perception roll then. That'll be twenty-three. Nice. All right, so as you kind of look around um, to try and see if there's anything really worth salvaging in here, did I understand correctly? Um, um, or possibly, like, in burning buildings and stuff, uh, a lot of times the safes will maintain their form. Mm-hmm. Uh, so will, like, any steel-like chests. They'll warp and bend a little bit, but, they like, the fires don't get hot enough to, like, melt them down. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, you're specifically looking for any melted, like, not melted, but uh, metal things that might have survived the fire. Because, I mean, it's not, it wouldn't have been a very hot fire. It was mainly just cloth and bits of wood, so. Yeah. And this um, was, like, the main guy's chest. And he, yeah. he was kind of fucking hoity-toity over here with fucking, like, the way he was. Promised 700 gold apiece. Plot. Let me make sure I understand. There we go. Um, I'm just going to pull up one of my notes here to make sure I understand where I put this. Got it. Okay. So, um, you look around, um, kind of scouring through it. Uh, what is everybody else doing at this moment in time? Uh, I'm looking through a tent that is the wrong tent. If I'm, if I'm done with that, I'll go see, hey guys, why are you looking hey, at you're, this You're tent? still looking through that, Renard. I meant more like Kyra and Otto. <laughs> I'm kind of freaking out right now. Uh, this, this is triggering some unpleasant memories for me. Uh, Kyra is trying to search for any kind of records or maps that we could use for our journey alright go ahead and give me a perception roll Kyra kind of like um, official paperwork from this company or you know any kind of map world map let me see Um, 20 not natural 
All right. So, um, Kyra and Indra, you guys kind of both start searching together because as you look around, anything cloth and paper, you're pretty sure wouldn't have survived the blaze. But, um, so your guys' kind of search probably lines up. Anything important that might have been locked away that you want to keep. Um, so you guys do some searching around, um, kind of, you know, moving some charred piles of wood away, uh, wondering where the hell Renard got off to, um, <laughs> ignoring Otto, who is having a, a breakdown. Um, and you, uh, you eventually uncover, um, like a piece of, like, charred metal. Um, you push aside, like, the, sh- um, some of the charred crap left over, and you see what does look like a safe. Nice. And the keyhole appears to be shut. Is there a lock? A flurry of blows it. <clears throat> What'd you say, Kyra? Is there a lock picking skill? She that would be DM. Sl- <laughs> that would be sleight of hand. Uh, disabled device. I believe. Disabled device? Oh yeah, it'll be disabled device. I forgot that that was a thing. I have not actually, I actually, none of you have actually picked a lock before, I don't think, in any of my games. That's pretty funny. <laughs> what? I've done it a bunch of times as Pika. That's I think you just roll so in fucking the... high that there's no way that I, like, whatever you roll is, like, not gonna... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. So, do I let Indra try first? Or? Um, where we you want probably... to try. Don't we need, like, a lock pick or something? I've got claws. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, that works. <laughs> I'll let you try first, since you're attacking with your bunny claws. Yeah, <laughs> paws really. Um, I do have small bits of like metal and needles and things like that. Uh, I'm going to attempt to use them as a lockpick and disable device. Then, yep. Okay, thankfully. Oh, you steal uh, my okay. idea. I'll let you go first. <laughs> everything. <laughs> I can dig that. What'd you get? Twenty-four. Nice. Indra, you um start putting your uh, lock picks in your makeshift lock picks, um, and you kind of feel it. You feel the tumblers. You're like, oh, I got this. You start twisting them and turning them, and uh, like the little bits of metal that you have just kind of bend and snap, and they don't manage to turn the tumbler enough. Damn. It's a My turn, bunny boy. <laughs> I will kind of gesture to it and say, have at it. Okay. I use my uh, claws and try uh, opening the lock. Caleb. Yep. I mean, that would be a disabled device roll. 26. Ooh. 26. Kyra, as you um, start putting your like claw in, you kind of feel around. You can kind of feel with your long claws to try and picking the neat locks and things like that. But as your you... Breaks. <laughs> your fingers are fucking broken. But um, as you kind of as you kind of feel the same, you get the same sensation as, as uh, Indra. You feel the tumblers just catch, but your claw just kind of slides off of it, and eventually you realize that you're not getting anywhere. How else can we open What's it, going on over here? Oh, look, you found a safe. What's it doing in this tent? Um, can I start looking for a key, possibly? Uh, you may. Um, Renard, you were able to finish up with whatever you're doing over there, and you're able to see them <laughs> trying to get into a safe. Okay. 
I don't think I'll be able to actually pick this because the most I could get is a 27, and that's with a, uh, with a natural 20. Yeah. But you know what? Screw it. We'll give this a shot. Hopefully we don't break anything. Are you using Uh, anything specific? Um, I don't actually have a lock picking kit. I wish I did. Um, I think I'll use some sort of combination. Indra, you have needles, right? Can I borrow one of those? Mm-hmm. All right. I'll use um the needle and the end of one of the metal strings of my loot, because why not? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll disable device. All right. And I will um, attempt to use my free hand uh, to play a song while I do this. Should I roll both that and perform? Go ahead, roll that and perform. <laughs> All right, disable device. That's only a 12. This is not going well. And perform is 16. All right. Um, you, you, you put those things into the lock, and you're, you're kind of surprised at how hard it is to try and pick a lock with one hand. Um, <laughs> and uh, you managed to play a small little song. It's a couple of notes here and there, because, again, you're playing guitar with one hand. <laughs> so yeah, you're all in, in all of your endeavors. You're mostly unsuccessful. Mostly. <laughs> so that means that he had a modicum of success. I mean, he didn't fail so badly as to hurt your guys' ears or snap the tools. He just didn't succeed. <laughs> hmm. How heavy does the safe look? Can I pick it up and shake it? Um, I would say it looks to be about three foot by three foot. Um, as oh my god! I thought it was like a small lock box. Um, and uh, but you know, just for just for sheer sake, you um you grab it and it is pretty rooted there. Um, you're okay. not you don't think you're really able to move it by yourself. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to make a strength check specifically to see if you can move it, you may. No, definitely not. I'm gonna get crushed. <laughs> How else can we open it? Uh, we no can always. Key. We can try to break in if anybody has some way. Uh, perhaps Risotto has some sort of uh, spell that can warp the metal or drill a hole through it, perhaps. If anybody has some sort of material that could do that. No, I don't think I spell like that, unfortunately. Any ideas, Indra? I'm off looking for that key. All right, uh, you rolled your perception, didn't you? Did I tell you to roll perception for that? Nope. Okay, go ahead and roll perception to try and find a key. 25. I love having high perception. Yeah. Everybody needs perception. You you look pretty solidly, you know, under... There's a lot of, you know, a key for this hole. Pretty pretty small, like, you know, maybe by a couple inches by a couple inches. And um, you look pretty... You look really closely, like, you kind of, you know, brush aside things, try to catch all little shiny bits of metal, which seem to be, you know, some of the fixed fittings and stuff for the... uh, tent that burnt that didn't you know melt because it wasn't hot enough but um as you look around no no key damn um okay what about the actual quartermaster like where do we see him at all anywhere like body or anything you guys have not seen his body and you don't and you don't see the um what's his face you, you have not seen the superintendent either and just for just for uh, reiteration's sake, you guys are in searching the superintendent's burnt down office tent now. Hmm. 
Are there any kobolds around? Um, looking around, you see there's maybe, I want to say like four. There's four in your immediate area. They seem to be picking through for shiny bits of metal and other things like that. Uh, one of them is sort of kind of standing off and watching you. He doesn't seem to be super into uh, um, like picking things up, but um, he seems to be keeping an eye on you guys, seeing what you're doing. All right. Should we ask I'll kind him of for help? Wave at him. Yeah. Hello there. <laughs> do you do you know where the key is to this? We're trying to unlock this safe. Um, as you shout at him and look at him, he kind of snaps to attention and then he uh, runs off. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Bugger off! No. <laughs> uh, I will like address one of the smaller kobolds and say. Um, is there a reason why uh, that guy is watching us? We're just trying to open the safe here. And like you see, one of the kobolds you've kind of knelt down to, who's kind of like got these kind of green scales. Um, he kind of looks up and he goes, ah, he, he is making sure you're large ones, not like others. Is there any way you can help us uh, open this safe here? Um, the kobold kind of looks up and looks over at the safe with a kind of a tilted head. Ah, you want shiny inside. No, I cannot help with that. Do you know anyone who could maybe spare some time to help us with shiny? <laughs> Can I do sense motive on him to see if he really uh, knows how to help? Or Yeah, go ahead and do a sense motive. All right. Ooh, that's a good roll. Finally. Uh, 25. 25. Um, as Kyra's kind of questioning him and you're watching his responses and seeing how he's reacting, um, you definitely get the feeling that um, he's, he's telling the truth. He's don't no reason to lie to you guys. You guys haven't been aggressive. And um, as far as he knows, you're the ones who are supposed to have helped. So and it seems like he's pretty much telling the truth. He just doesn't really know how to help you guys. Um, as, you, as Kyra, you ask, um, you know, who can help? Um, he goes, uh, um, no, I don't actually think you would need to on this, in this case. Let me make sure I have this right. Um, he goes, you have done to talk to Marzar. He has smart one. He has smart skills. Thank you for your help. Do you mind pointing me where, where he's at? The, uh, when seeing one that ran, he will be getting him for you. Okay, thank you for help with the shinies. Best of luck with your own shinies. You see, he just kind of returns to picking up like an armful of like the kind of weird, like a bluish mineral. He kind of trundles off. Okay, this might be crazy, but since we're waiting for the other guy, I want to... Is there some sort of, like, memory check? Because I want to see if I can remember back to when the tent wasn't burned to a crisp and see if I uh, remember seeing, like, a key anywhere, either on the uh, the head honcho, the big cheese guy, and then see if I can replicate it somehow. Make a flat intelligence check. Okay, well, I am... Not the smartest guy, but I'm not the dumbest either. That would just be... Yeah, that's just a 10. No, you you don't remember. You weren't looking for it at the time. Dang. 
Oh, well. Hmm. What are you trying to remember? I was trying to remember to see if uh, I knew what the key to this looked like. I have some soap, and I have before been able to replicate keys with soap or wax, and if you're accurate enough, you can actually unlock the lock. You just have to be very, very delicate. Um, can I try rolling it to remember? Um, sure. I'll give you all one chance to try and remember this. It's a very hard check, though, because none of you thought to look for it at the time. That's true. It's we weren't thinking of stealing. Yep. <laughs> Flat yeah, intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Somebody needs control. to crit this. Okay, I decided oh, to walk in. 22. Uh, it's better here inside. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Otto, as you, as you walk in and say it's better here inside, you just kind of look around. <laughs> um, uh, the, tent, the tent around you is ruined. There is no tent. You're not inside. You're just now oh, in the chart. You're now I, in the chart. There's room. a slap. I open yeah. the slap. He's like slyly like trying to hallucinate his like, time. He holds um, the one chart remaining flap over him. <laughs> it's yes, better to does. be inside, guys. Looks like rain. Plot twist: Risotto is vividly hallucinating what it looks like and can see the key in front of him. You can just imagine all like the third characters are just staring at him like. Oh, no, see, I think we just come across. Uh, it's technically when he got hit in the head with the brick. He's, this has been his own dream world ever since. He's actually oh, laying no. in the bed <laughs> in the yeah. hospital. Oh, Risotto, you got close. I uh, I only I don't I also deduce what you're looking for and uh, perfectly oh. recreate it. Can I? <laughs> I remember help there was a fly flying over there. No, this is no, this is a mental check. You cannot try yeah. to remember for somebody else. <laughs> sure, I can. I be like, you got this, man. You got but this. But I was there too. Encouragement, Andrew. You can't. Punch him to make him remember. A flurry of blows <laughs> our cl- or our wizard. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you until you remember. <laughs> um, you can hope to like hit a nerve and trigger something. You're talking over Kyra. What'd you say, Kyra? Did any of us remember? Um, no. If you all got on like 24 and under, nope. Wow. But it was I probably 25. <laughs> you don't know so I guess know. we just are waiting for the guy that. The but uh, wasn't I there? I just tried to make intelligence roll to remember the key. Yes, you you did make the intelligence roll, and it was not twenty five; it was twenty four. Oh, okay. You did not make it, even though it was a crit. Even though it was a crit, you skill rolls. Crit, skill rolls. Yeah, skill rolls yeah. don't flat out crit. Otherwise, you'd have like a one in twenty chance of just succeeding automatically. House some... rules. <laughs> I'm the DM. I get to choose house rules, not you. Um, but are you a house? <laughs> oh. No, I'm an apartment DM. Even worse, I'm only here temporarily. Apartment rules. rules. <laughs> You're not in the same house as me. I say he gets the check. <laughs> All right. You can say whatever you would like. On. You can say whatever <laughs> you'd like, Renard. And we'll see how far that goes. All right. So, um... So yeah, you guys wait for maybe some moments more, and then the uh, the, the little kobold that was watching you guys, plus another familiar one, um, Morzar, that you ta- that you had spoken to before. You recognize him as the uh, excuse me, uh, the kobold who had originally given who had originally talked to you guys. Um, 
they kind of uh, step over some of the broken pieces stuff. And um, the little cobalt who just kind of points at you guys, he doesn't seem to speak anything, may not understand the uh, language you guys speak. And then um, Morzar uh, comes up to Kyra, I believe, was one of the first ones that he would be go up to. And um, he holds out like a small little package and goes, Large ones have helped Morzar again greatly. Take this as gratitude. And he hands oh. you a and like kind of a smallish uh, pack. Uh, thank you. Uh, can I open it? Yes, you uh, unspool it and you see um, an out, out out of it falls a uh, large gem into your hands. Um, it's wow. not like it's maybe about mm, let's say two and a half inches by two and a half inches. Um, kind of finely crafted in a diamondish shape with a lot of different facets. Um, you'd normally expect this kind of um, gem to be very, you know, translucent. You know, you think diamonds, sapphires, rubies, you know, this kind of very iridescent shine. This is incredibly metallic. Um, it's completely opaque. You can't see through it. And um, it shines very brightly in the light. It seems that this is um, some form of uh, pure, refined cobalt that they have um, painstakingly crafted by hand to um, this shape. Thank you very much. We have been uh, happy to help. We will not forget your services. The cobalt cobalt will not forget you. And uh, he starts to turn to kind of leave. Uh, uh, I actually, in Draconic, uh, just kind of speak up real quick. Uh, do you know your way around locks as I'm uh, sitting on the safe. <laughs> uh, Marzar, I almost like said Marzar in like the fucking accent I'm talking to you guys. Um, <laughs> Marzar knows lethal about locks. <laughs> uh, Marzar looks over and he says, my name is Marzar Broken Chain. I did not break chains. I am not strong. I know my way around locks. Um, and he goes over to the safe. Um, says, you want what's inside, yes? I will kind of nod and say, uh, just hoping to see <clears throat> what we could find. The man in this tent lived quite luxuriously. Morazano. He watched him running as a pig while he burned. See what he gets. You see, he pulls out um, kind of behind one of his little, um, <clears throat> in like one of the belts that he has around him, um, a set of thieves' tools. Nice. And um, he uh, starts kind of, he, he kind of kneels down and starts working at the lock for just a few minutes. And um, after uh, about five minutes, you hear, <laughs> and the door swings open. He says, uh, he uh, looks at you and says, Maza will take first pick. Then you may have the rest. <laughs> um, Help Kara, yourself. Kara nods and says, thank you very much for the shiny and for the help. Um, Marzar reaches in, um, kind of feeling around. and goes, ah, this will be satisfaction. And he uh, takes what seems to be a uh, large, um, uh, large sack, maybe about five inches around. Um, and he kind of hefts it over his back. 
And that's all there was. Later. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <clears throat> Can we tell what's in what uh, is in those in that bag? Go ahead and make a perception check. Probably and as you're doing that, <laughs> and as you uh, and as you do that, Marza, it'll be like um, good health to all of you, and may your scales never run dry. Yours as well. Twenty-two. Uh, Twenty-two. You look at it, and um, it seems like there's a lot of large, lumpy things inside of it. <laughs> Gems oh, or coins. It's probably the unrefined cobalt. <laughs> <laughs> the unrefined cobalt. <laughs> cobalt. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's the accent. The accent's good, I'll give it that. Um, Thank you. Much appreciated. <laughs> Alright, let me make sure this sounds doing right. Okay. So, um... <clears throat> so you guys are now, you look through the safe some more. Now I have to write down what you guys find. Huzzah, absolutely nothing. He took it all. <laughs> <laughs> you look in there's nothing. You get nothing. Good day, players. <laughs> All right. Uh, I take yeah. out my everlasting gob stuffer and put it on the safe. <laughs> All right. Um, you guys find inside of the safe hmm, a bag of gold worth yeah, yeah. one hundred gold coins inside. Nice. So Twenty-five. Sounds good to me. Um, you find. Two, um, you find two like kind of scrolls of paper. Oh, this is interesting. What's this? Oh well, what's this? Oh my god! Uh, do they look <laughs> like opening them up? Do they have? Are they like documents or are they like arcane, divine, whatever scrolls? Um, uh, one moment. One moment. You can usually at least tell that much. Yeah. Um, I'm just writing down what these are. Um, this is a shopping list. Uh, what was another one? Dang it. I had it in my head of what it was and I just lost it. Um, the other one's going to be... A miracle? It's a scroll of wish. Alright, so you look at these scrolls and they are not magic scrolls. Um... Excuse me. One of them appears to, as you just kind of peruse through, they appear to be very official documents, things that, you know, would be legally binding. Um, you see that the first one appears to be an order of cobalt. Um, it seems to be a list of places it's going to be taken and refined um, for one, uh, my notes right here, for uh, Torfier Mining Company to provide cobalt to like, the following vendors. So it's like a list of vendor names. Um, you don't really, since you guys, you, you guys would not recognize any of them. I don't think any of you would be close enough to that stuff. Maybe Otto might be. Um, and then um, the other one appears to be um, direct orders from the uh, emperor of the uh, human kingdom of Arfons, um, demanding that they uh, that they ignore. Um, I guess as you just kind of peruse through it, it's a document that is very. Um, it's a very incriminating sort of a document. It basically says, like as you guys have kind of worked out uh, from where you started, 
you're well within what could be considered dwarven territory. Uh, dwarves like, you know, tend to hide out in the mountains and in caves under the mountains. And um, the the orders that you have in your hand are direct, um, are direct orders from the emperor telling that these miners to skirt the edges of the borders and um, completely and either kill or like either ignore or kill any um, scouting parties. Um, uh, what is it called? Scouting parties. <sighs> Um, like it's scouting parties, kill any scouting parties or investigations that the dwarves may make into their eye actions here fold. Yeah, um, I, I get you. Yeah, and so and it's basically just and it's basically just saying like, hey, we're going to we're going to pay you and or like this is we're going to pay you for doing this or this is something you need to do like from your emperor. All right, I will pocket that. Those two. Good plan. And, is there uh, anything else remaining in the safe? Does it have a false back to it? Um, as you look around, as you look at it, no, there's no more. Um, everything seems to be cleaned out. It seems like between the uh, <clears throat> between the big documents, the gold and the uh, <clears throat> cobalt, whatever else is in here either was taken at the time of the attack, or there just wasn't much left in here. Or the cobalt just fucking yanked it all. <laughs> well, a good sleight of hand. Do we? Do you have both of those uh, parchment slips, really? Yeah, I'm gonna hold on to them. Uh, do you want? Do you like want no, them for just, a bit? I'm making sure, so like we have it in our inventory. Yeah, I've, I've already gotten them. Both uh, the cobalt vendor's paper and the incriminating orders from the em- human emperor written okay. down. Um, as well as like, do we split the gold right now, guys? Yeah, I would typically if we are at a point where all four of us are present. Uh, like, if it's ever my character getting stuff, I'll go ahead and just like divvy it up. Yep, sounds good to me. I already added twenty-five gold to my inventory. Okay. Was uh, that kobold the leader of the kobolds, or was that just the first one that we uh, came across? Um, it seems by chance he was either the leader or very important with them. Um, it was one of the reasons that he, it, it, from what you can tell, it was one of the reasons that he was so um, uppity about being caught or whatever, is that he was um, pretty much waiting for a good moment to strike, and they just wanted to get rid of him because they were annoyed with him, and they didn't realize who he was. So it's just kind of blind luck that you ended up with him. Okay. Um, before he walks away then, because I, I was actually hoping to go speak with their leader and I forgot that he was the one. I thought that those two were different kobolds. Mm. Uh, I will ask, um, what are they planning to do? Are they going to stay here and kind of fortify this fort, or? We will remain here as we always have. We may seal this entrance of our home and open another. I'll kind of, you know, you should be careful. These humans know that there's a lot of wealth here. If they were willing to get this close to dwarven lands for it, you know, they're very likely to come back and with heavy numbers as well. We cobalt will dig holes so deep not even dwarves can climb out. I will nod, definitely feeling a little bit more comfortable with them surviving after that. (laughs) Uh, And I will kind of hold out a hand. 
Um, he holds out his uh, claw, kind of like reaching up because he's significantly shorter than you. I'm like, auto, auto cast a large rabbit right now. It's be great. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I will kind of lean down and shake his claws. Yep. And after you do so, then um, he turns and uh, heads away unless you have further business. Okay. No, I just wanted to make sure that they were going to be all right because of or where they were going to go. Uh, if they felt like sturdy and confident and whatnot, I'm not going to bother too much. I just didn't want to be like, oh, and then we just pissed off the humans and they're all dead. Let's leave. <laughs> what are you saying, Kyra? I did want to ask where their bodies were. You know, he, he did say they were on fire and screaming, so I assume they died. Um, he kind of looks, he goes, we followed him for a ways. Um, he put himself out after being very, very scarred, but he continued down into the valley. If you wish, you may track him, but he has served penance. If he comes back here, we will kill him. And if he leaves back to his home, he would be a monster. Either way, we win. Uh, can you point me in the direction of where he started heading down? Um, he kind of gestures down into like the foggy valley, just kind of in a general like northern, not me, a general like easternly direction. Was it just him? There are others. Small, some of the miners, some of the guardsmen, who are more cowardly than the rest. They have scattered. The wolves and other animals will eat them. Okay. I was about to say, if it's just him, I'm pretty sure with my run speed could catch up to him in about 30 seconds. We could try and get single him out only if he's got more stuff, but um He's probably stoned from a basilisk by now. <laughs> <laughs> um one last thing from you, friend. Um have you spied a deer anywhere around your area here? He stops and he uh thinks for a moment. He goes, um I do recall a large White deer escaping from the mines, in fact, after our revolution had begun. I do not know what became of it. It was quite uh, quite the confusion. Can you also point me in the direction of where it headed? I am afraid it cannot. It headed straight from the mines, and that was the last I saw of it. Okay, I nod and say um, thank you very much. Is everyone good to go? Yeah, I guess we have two paths to go and grab Kabolo and to either pursue that guy or just continue down our own way. Well, we can head out to the Dwarven area, pursue your mount, or kill that gentleman, but I think... I don't know if gentleman is the right term. True. Uh, I think that they're already licking their wounds, and I don't particularly feel the desire to go out and slaughter the wounded or weak or feeble. Even if they're slavers? Uh, I will kind of nod and say, you know, they're strong that are willing to fight. I will kill them with no thought, but it's hard to condemn someone for 
you know, slaughtering or enslaving the innocent and then go off and kill the innocent. Or they're not, not the innocent. Exactly innocent. <laughs> I'm thinking like if the, he said that there were like a lot of just the like regular folks out there. I'm I'm picturing like this was a large camp of multiple like a few hundred people. I think a uh, lot of these speaking. were Kyra hmm? is speaking about the single singular guy. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, let's kill him. Let's go kill him. Okay, I was thinking, That's like, uh, are we going to go kill this, like, I understand you're on the trail of tears right now, but one of you is a douchebag, so we're going to kill you all. I was I like, oh he, my god. Tell me if I'm wrong, Kill, but the way he worded it is that that, that guy that we were speaking to is kind of, like, left on his own because he was set on fire, and then he went his own path, and the others just kind of dispersed. Yeah, like basically the way he what he was trying to imply is that the guy got away after the guy did not die from being set on fire, but he was in a bad way after that, and they decided it wasn't really worth the time to try and like because he you know he's bigger so he can run faster, so he oh. didn't, they, they didn't they didn't they didn't think it was worth the time trying to track him down and kill him if he was already mostly disfigured and hurt and injured. Okay, in the burns. All right, <laughs> intro completely changes his tone and is like, <laughs> yeah, fuck him. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you were like protect all life, even slavers. Well, no, no, like, no. I, I was thinking like, okay, are we really gonna go hunt down like the families of these people? Like, I know we just killed your husband, oh, no. douchebag. Oh my but god! Sins of our fathers and all, so we're killing all the families. <laughs> have you guys have you guys seen the first Deadpool? Uh, no, I have not. Ah, oh, no. damn it! There's a, there's a very uh, as you know, there's a very good scene that would describe about what you were suggesting, Andra. <laughs> <laughs> You oh know, my god! You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Izzy? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I think so. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I get out and I'm going to help them. Uh, it is survival to track people, right? It is survival to track people who are attempting to survive. All right. Um, uh, Otto, what do you really? make of all this? Because you've been rather quiet for a bit, so I'll make sure we're not forgetting about you. Oh, no, no. I'm fine. Uh, yes, uh, that's... I, I, I guess we should take care of it. But uh, hunting well down a defeated man seems necessary. And how long have they been here? Like, uh, just by like that much damage, or how many? You know, the company was built. Like, well, you could look at the date on that document that Indra just put in his pocket. I'm talking to Caleb. Well, mate, if you want, if you want to know just from looking around, I'm going to go with knowledge engineering. I'm okay, going I'm... to look at the date on the document. My God. Okay, the point is, is like this guy has been like, you know, torturing these poor kobolds. Like, kind of think that karma is gonna catch up to him in the form of us. <laughs> it's your name, team karma. We're renaming our team to Karma. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck yeah! I'm just saying, like this guy deserves it, and if he's got shit, then we need it because we're poor. And then really, we'll just name each of his fists instant and karma. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, since uh, Kobolo is out of the cave, since that's what the kobold said, um, mm-hmm. Kyra's gonna really quickly try and play her uh, Kenna again. Alright, give me a performance check. Whoops. That dropped out of my hands. Natural one immediately. 
<laughs> there was there was a kid. He was like eight, and uh, it was one of my friend's uh, sons. And uh, he learned this at school, but he looked at his fists and he was like, this one's the ambulance and this one's the floor. Whichever one you choose, you're going out the door. Oh and we Lord. Fucking, we fucking died. And then when you said that, I was just like, just picturing Indra like walking in like an eight-year-old kid like, this one's the ambulance, this one's the floor. Oh my god. Oh my. Wow. Just like... Oh my god. Okay, uh, 17 plus... What's performance? Uh, 5. 17 plus 5. Um, <sighs> um, you play your flute, or your... What was it called again? It's a kenna. Let's pronounce kenna. Okay. Um, for those... I forget exactly what that is. I want to just describe it correctly. It- it is a wooden flute. Um, okay, so it is so it's a flute-like thing. Okay, so I'm describing it correctly. All right. Yeah. Um, it's the traditional <laughs> flute of the Andes. Okay. So. Nice. I just wanted to make sure that I was not being like, well, it's you're here playing a flute. And it's like some sort of like you know string Banjo. instrument. Or something. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it, it's like a kachena, but it's pronounced kena for like the English. You know, version. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it's, um, it's a like you know mostly in. Native American, like Aztec, Inca type of thing. So you play um, the song that you would know that uh, Kabolo would um, respond to very quickly. And uh, you wait for a few minutes. And you hear nothing. You don't see anything. Mm, Sigh. Yeah. Must have gone further down then. I don't know where else he could be. So what's next for karma? What? I said, so what's next for karma? Because you guys are calling me. I was just making a joke. I think actually someone's character was named that. That really? sounds familiar. Pika, was one of your characters named that? Karma? No. Uh, you may be thinking of Crouton. No. Somebody's name similar to that. Maybe it was one of my dumb characters. I don't know. Uh, oh, wow. I think we should be called the Revenants. They're like the Vengeful Dead. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, I only have to be lawful. I don't have to be lawful good. <laughs> oh, my good. God. That's very true. Okay, so I guess we'll continue down to find the guy. Didn't uh, Indra do his survival? Nope, nobody does survival yet, and I will say whoever wishes to roll survival may roll it now, and you you will assist somebody else. I Uh, will assist Indra. Okay, Indra is rolling survival with Renard assisting. Anybody else rolling? 18. Well, okay. There we go. Um, 32. Did you, plus, did you add a plus two from uh, Renard? No, I did not. Now I add a plus 34. two from Renard, because he got an over a 10 in assisting you. 34. Brilliant. 34. Um, all right, you whip out your CSI scanner. Um, <laughs> 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 I'm getting. So, uh, 
you quickly find um, the tracks of, you know, it's not too hard. There's pieces of charred flesh and, you know, clothing and following these tracks out. It's it, The hardest part of the tracking is actually getting through, like, the complete chaos of the um, um, of the camp. Mm-hmm. And um, after you after you get out of the camp, it becomes pretty easy. I mean, you know, single guy, not, you know, you, you see him. He's pretty portly. He's not, you know, a small guy. And he's clearly yeah. not hiding his tracks very well. He's just, like, running. And you can see little bits of charred branches where he may have lit it on fire and stuff. Um... Let's make a quick note. Um, do, 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 do. And um, as you ca- as you're kind of going along, um, you see that eventually, like the tracks stop being so spread apart. Um, he doesn't seem to be running anymore. He seems to be either catching his breath, or this is like a couple miles down the way. So he just was like, ah, you know, a fat man running in style for a while. Um, you notice he's kind of slows and stops. Um, you assume like there's there's a couple of like you know depressions in grass where he may have sat down and caught his breath and things like that. Um, and then it kind of continues for a ways, and then something interesting happens. Um, you see that there's actually signs of um, larger footprints um, kind of crossing paths with his. Um, you see that it looks to be. Oh, um, you almost want to say. You, you almost want to say it looks like deer footprints. There seems to be some sort of like a scuffle, like a struggle of some sort. Um, you know, like it's like you can see some branches like have been broken, some bark has been scraped off trees. You see a bit of, you find a little bit of blood. You taste it and you think it's human blood. But um, the next, the next tracks that seem to go away are um, only deer tracks. Oh dear! Literally. How fresh do these tracks look? Um, they look like they were done within the last hour, maybe. I will kind of gesture to uh, Izzy's character, uh, Kyra, and I will be like, play your flute once more. I fear that there's nothing else to play. I've tried. I don't think he can hear. I'll, I'll just kind of nod but say, just just humor me. All right. I, I don't know if anything will come of this, but... <laughs> Uh, Kyra's ears, like, flatten, like, um, just kind of, like, defeated, but she continues to play the song. Uh, do I need to roll again? Another performance roll, because you guys have been searching for maybe an hour or two at this point. Okay. Uh, 16 plus 5. That is 21. a 21. Nice. Everyone give me a perception roll. Oh, boy. Seconds. I spilled hot wax, so I'm uh, twenty-one on perception. Are you okay? Uh, Jesus, what the hell? Um, twenty-nine. Jesus. Nice. I don't think you've rolled less than like an eighteen all day. I have. I just I'm rolling all of my good stats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last one I did just roll a twenty and a nineteen. All right. That's R- amazing. <laughs> Risotto. Unfortunately, you do not see anything. Um. Kyra, are you going to roll perception as well? Did you say what you got? I completely like. I thought my performance was my like <laughs> perception, so you know. <laughs> um, twelve. Twelve. All right, not enough. Um, Indra and Renard. As you kind of listen closely after she finishes her song, 
you do hear what sounds like it's just really hard because you know you're trying to listen for something really far in the forest you know you're trying to you're trying to hear a specific sound in the forest you know which is a not exactly an easy task to do but you hear it you hear what sounds like some animal cry just down in the distance couldn't be more than maybe a mile away you're not sure uh which direction uh it would be eastwards, the way you have been tracking the tracks from thus far. All right. Uh, I will kind of gesture for everyone to hurry and follow me and continue to head out that way and follow that animal's tracks. Onward and upward. Uh, it's more like okay. onward and downward into the valley, but that's okay. I onward and that to, way. Uh, I'm going to send the crouton for, uh, in front of us, like uh, 50 paces or 50 feet. Huzzah. And uh, letting him keep a watch out so that don't run into anything. All right. And it's 12 basilisks that uh, <laughs> apparently love the flute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> pinball wizard. It's a pinball wizard. Da, 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 da. Okay. Um, so you guys uh, are kind of making your way down, kind of hurrying and quick step uh, with Crouton flying ahead. And how does Crouton, I forget the precise nature of how Crouton communicates with you. Uh, like a telepathic link, an like okay. So you, so you sense when he senses things, right? He knows that there's yes. something up ahead. And he okay, can okay. perceive uh, danger and such. Okay. But does he uh, like talk or anything? <laughs> What? No, I don't. Well, do you have improved familiar or regular? It's a regular familiar. Okay. Uh, I think at base level, it's just kind of like base emotions and senses, like something's there. I'm hungry. Yeah. Scree! I just, I just wanted. I just wanted to understand. So you do get the. So as you guys get ahead, you realize um, crouton. Your crouton alarm goes off, and there's something there. Danger ahead. Is it something dangerous or just like a presence, something? Um, Crouton to you, uh, Otto, feels wary of what he sees, but he doesn't feel like immediately threatened because Crouton can fly. And so whatever is in front of him is is something that, would, that he wouldn't want to be near, but it doesn't seem like he's immediately feeling threatened by it. Okay, I tell the group to slow down that uh, there might be a threat close by. Okay. If I'm able, I will just uh, give the impression to Crouton that he should uh, stand by hidden in a tree or something. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll. Does Crouton have stats? Uh, yes, he does. Go ahead and roll his stealth. Crouton stealth. <laughs> no. Uh huh. You're gonna be happy about this one. See. A 31. 31. Nice. All right. Well, with that 31, we're going to take a quick break because the dog needs to go to the bathroom. And we've been playing for about mm, close to an hour and a half here. So it's about time for a break. So we will be back. Sounds good. Brilliant. All right. The recording is back on. And we're back. Welcome. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, 
since we might have a drop on something, we should try to stealth at the last uh, 50 feet. See if we Sounds can. Good. Sounds like a good idea. Surprise round. Okay. So, roll stealth, I assume. Alright, so yeah. So, you guys have a chance to roll stealth. uh, Because... uh, Otto, with your really high roll uh, for uh, Crouton, yeah, nothing seeing him. Yes. Uh, anyway, I messaged the other ones. There's a possible threat ahead, uh, and we should proceed with caution. I got a ten. <laughs> My rolls are all over the place today. I got a ten as well. Brilliant. We're the I sneaky got a bros. Ten the die. Alright, stealth 10. You got a 10 uh, stealth, you said, Renard? Yep. Okay, and Kyra, what did you get? I got a uh, 18 stealth. Alright, 18 stealth, pretty good. Um, so you guys kind of start creeping forward and um, you're being very quiet, very cautious. Um, with your higher stealth, um, Indra and Renard, you guys... Oh, no, it's Renard, Indra, you, Renard, you didn't get a good. Indra and Kyra, you guys uh, creep forward kind of in the front, keeping closer and even quieter. Um, and as you approach, you kind of hear the same kind of voice. Um, you, re- you recognize it from earlier. It seems to be the superintendent's voice. And you hear him, but he sounds more kind of raspy, more like pain in all of his speech, like his throat is hurt or injured in some way. He goes... God damn dear. Go forward. Go forward. And I uh, hear kind of like a pain, like, as um, you, you hear kind of like a thump or something, too. And uh, as you kind of approach about, hmm, once you get within 20 feet or so, you see that there's like a small clearing where um, the, uh, um, uh, excuse me, where uh, the superintendent very visibly scarred and burned with. Like, you know, like his, like a whole half of his face, almost has like a two-faced look to it, where he's just, um, or he just looks visibly and completely, like, um, disfigured. And you see, he's just like snapping on the reins, and he's like trying to push at the antlers of this deer to try and get it to go forward. You see that, um, this large white deer, um, has lots of, like, lashes on its backside, um, it has like lots of um, like a harness on it for like pulling things. You see the harness is like dug in and points and things like that, and like matted the fur down and things like that. It seems like this was used as like a workhorse for uh, quite some time. If you're not sure how long, I will glance over, looking only at Kyra's face to see if this is what I think it is. I'm assuming that there is rage plastered on those features. Kyra, you're muted. Can you guys hear me now? Now we can hear you. Now we can hear the word. Yeah, like her eyes are slitted and her ears are completely folded back and like, just like this shock horror and anger. I will kind of nod, that being all that I need. And uh, how close is, are we? You said we're at the edge of a clearing? You're about 20 feet away. 
Okay, let me... Uh, I will initiate combat, then. Alright, let me just roll for how much HP this guy's got. Okay. Six. <laughs> <laughs> He's lucky if he gets that. Did you roll a d6? <laughs> no, I rolled a d10. Oh my god. That's a d10. It's <laughs> well, okay, so Indra, I assume you're going up and punching him, or are you just going to, like, what? what, what is your aim? What are you attempting to do? Because it is a surprise round, and he doesn't know you're there. Um, are you okay if I flavor my shuriken as kunai? I just like the thought of throwing daggers more than throwing stars. Sure, sure. I mean, as long as they have the same stats, you can call them mini dragons for all I care. All right, so I pick up a mini dragon. Um, I pick you pick, up, no, you pick uh, up a carrot. That's what you pick up. <laughs> oh my god, one of the 10,000. I draw one of my daggers and then kind of swap my stance real quick. And I am just going to book it with my full speed. Uh, I'm going to... Oh, I, he's easily. Um, I am going to charge, leap through the air, and then just drive my whole body. And like I'm going to become a fur missile. Uh, with the uh, kunai right. just driving it dead. right into him to uh, knock him off of this and hopefully pin him to the ground. Alright, um, Otto and Renard use the two keys to unlock the nuclear bunny, and Kyra gives the final code as you launch forward <laughs> um, to go and attack uh, this man on the back of the deer. Um, go ahead and roll an attack. I think I'll consider him flat-footed, not that it's going to help him any if he wasn't. <laughs> Alright, so that is... Uh, do I count this as a charge? Yes, this is a charge. Okay, uh, 25. Nice. 25! I'd say you get him. Um, go ahead and roll your damage. Yeah, I'm, I just have that thing and, like, I... Uh... Alright, uh, that will be... <laughs> Uh, that's just four damage because it's me pile driving behind this, just mainly like bull rush him off. You actually don't kill him. Oh my god! Can I fire a crossbow bolt? <laughs> now this is charging him off of it. Like I'm like spear tackling him off of this thing, basically. Yeah. Um. So you charge you I, charge him, and uh... I am actively choosing not to do a fuckload of damage to instead like. <laughs> get him off of this deer so as you like launch towards him, you spring forward and um you just hear you, you just hear like he goes what the fuck and just poof, um one large hit and he just gets p picked clean off and he just lands with a thud like you know you basically are kneeling on his chest at this point he's like <gasps> um Ow. the large deer like freaks out and starts and tries it starts uh, beginning to sprint off but as this is somewhat combat, I'm not going to put the music on because, again, this guy's not mm -hmm. the difficult. He's not a combatant. Um, so I, I will immediately be like, Kyra to Kokobolo. And I will just look down <laughs> and smile at this guy and just get ready to uh, full round action with uh, <laughs> punching this dagger into him. <laughs> Alright, um, Kyra, because you had the next highest um, roll, go ahead and go next. Uh, Kyra, uh, like, leaps forward, grabs being at, uh, his reins, which I assume are still on him. Um, and then, what? Go ahead, yeah. 
And then uh, I will proceed to do handle animal and attempts to like calm him. Okay. It's been a while for Capolo. I wonder if he remembers you. Hasn't been that long. <laughs> you guys were dead for a month. <laughs> months? Oh, that's true. Awkward. <laughs> We've been dead for months? Yes, yeah, it's been that like how six I started or the nine game. months. It's been Six the better part. It's, it's, it's been a better part of a year for you guys being dead. Are you serious? <laughs> I am a hundred percent serious right now. Oh my lord, I'm triggered. <laughs> I'm triggered. I'm your DM. <laughs> I feel betrayed. Your co DM agrees with me. Okay, Don't you so. Where's Handle Animal? 19. 19. Nice. Um, like, the first thing that happens is, um, no way, you're in the disguise. I forgot, you guys never took off your disguises. Oh, shit. Well, I'm, we're not actually disguised, Indra and I, but yes. I just, I just forgot you guys were disguised. That actually raises the DC because he doesn't recognize you. Oh, no. First, he doesn't recognize, like, normal us. Now he doesn't recognize disguised us either. <laughs> well, I, I, I feel I, like I you're would just making I, us I, not no, I swear, I, I swear, No, I swear to God. The DC for this was going to be just 15 because, you know, you know him. and it's, 15 is moderate, is, like, sort of difficult. But it was it's easy enough for you to get if you have any sort of bonuses. But then I was like, oh, wait, you guys are all disguised. So I just bumped it by five. That's about how the DCs work. Oh my so, god. So, I don't hit it. Rip. Nope, unfortunately you do not. He kind of, you see that there's just like a moment when he stops, like he's like not sure, but then he kind of yanks away from you. Next up is Renard, I mean, because I think you... Did she yell his name? Yeah, I did. Oh, you, oh, you yelled his name? I thought you just kind of grabbed his reins. No, she left out. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, uh, sorry, I guess I misheard, misheard. So then, yes, you do manage to calm him down then, because he, he does recognize your voice. Um, you kind of put your paws on him and start petting him, and he just kind of... He seems very, very skittish still. It seems like it hasn't been super effective, but he's not going to bolt immediately at this point in time. What's his move speed? Uh, I believe his move speed is 50. Fuck, he cannot run me, barely. Nice. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Point of amount. Uh, speed is 55 feet. Yeah, so he can now run you. Um, next up is... Who, who has a higher dex, Otto or uh, Renard? I have a dex of 16. Uh, I have dex of 12. Okay, so Renard, you're up next. Alright, I am going to load my crossbow and fire a shot at the dude. Who I'm on top of? Yes. Do you have, do you have precise shot? Um, probably not. At level two, probably not. Nope. <laughs> All right, go ahead and roll. Okay. He's literally prone on the. Okay. I hope you can I'll take an arrow. My... <laughs> an arrow to the knee. Oh my god, this is gonna be a disaster. Okay. <laughs> Could always back out. How's a twenty? Not natural. Um, he has a plus four to his armor class against anything ranged while he's prone. Just a heads up. Wait, wait, not... that's a thing? Yeah. yeah. When you're yeah. Oh, in that case, I just want to run up to him and stab him. I think you already hit your throw your oh, attack. You already, you already threw your attack. Okay. <laughs> you rolled it. Um, but, yeah. uh, 
he, but as a non-combatant wearing no armor and having effectively no dex, <laughs> um, and even including the uh, minus five because Indra is on top of him, <laughs> um, you you managed to hit him and um, you hit him square in like the neck part or whatever. Christ, um, damage. Uh, how's four? Four is enough to kill this motherfucker. Um, Let's go. <laughs> Indra, you give yourself a bloodbath as, like, his just neck just, and, like, like just sprays and he's like, oh, God, and gurgles. So you your white fur, so that's all yep. <laughs> Well, I'm I mean, going... I mean, Indra is... Indra has knocked him, like, clear off Kabolo. Like, Kabolo's, like, a good couple of feet away at this point. Mm-hmm. So and Indra's the one who's getting soaked. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, I thought you were talking about Kabolo. I'm sorry. No, I said Indra. Yeah, or, Indra, you, I meant Indra. Indra, you're gonna you're trying to bathe yourself into the Energizer Bunny, seeing if it'll turn you pink. Yeah, pretty much. Like, really? have you ever seen like like dogs like going full tilt and then like leaping through the air like a fucking fur missile? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's basically what I did. Technically, uh, I just added the dagger because I wanted <laughs> the pin to the ground thing. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. Well, he uh, he goes limp under your uh, knees, and you have gotten the kill, Renard. So good job. Yay. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're a very good uh, little garbage man. There we go. Sleeping that's up those that's you, Indra. <laughs> I'm just, uh, like, kind of checking over Kabbalah uh, and, like, making sure he's okay, seeing if he has any cuts or scrapes. Give me like, a... Like equipment, I guess. If there's anything left of it, let's give me a give me a heal check. Okay. Twenty one. Twenty one. Nice. Um, Cabolo is in a bad way. He's not. He does not look healthy. He looks like he's been um, pretty pretty abused for uh, quite some time. He looks very thin. His usual, you know, like silky, like silvery fur that you're so used to like brushing and keeping track of, it's really matted and like very kind of just. It looks more gray than it does like silvery color. Um, you can definitely tell where the harness was. It was it was just digging into him, and there's like bald patches of fur where that was. And it also looks like somebody hasn't taken like his reins and harness, whatever that he's had on that he's currently got on. Um, they do look like they were yours, actually. In fact, but any sort of like jewelry or um, you know kind of anything of value that was on it has been just torn off. And it looks like they just never took it off of him. He's just, he's just been wearing it for months. Like Jesus. the ornaments and stuff. On, like, mm-hmm. the sides? Yeah, like, all the ornaments would have been taken off. Basically, it's just leather held together by a couple of bolts, pretty much. And it just looks like it's been digging into him for months, and it looks kind of, you know, you can see just kind of, like, the fur's, like, almost black underneath, and it's kind of, like, a scuzz under it. And you can see his eyes look kind of really wild and kind of bloodshot. Um, seeing the, just, like, tattered condition, I just, um... Like grab the spear tip and then cut every, all of it off. It's no longer useful. All right, so you kind of you kind of cut everything mm-hmm. off, revealing all like the you know the the dilapidated hide and all the um, cuts underneath. What? A heel? Like, can I do it? Um, are you going to try and use a spell, or you want to make like a heel check again to try and actually make things better? I guess what's his like uh, game health? Um, 
Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Game health. Where is your... Well, how much health does he have normally? He has that much. Out the he's at like 3 HP. Okay. Jesus. Yeah, I'm going to have to use a heal. Alright, go ahead and use your... I believe it's just Cure Light Wounds, correct? At this level? Yes. Just, just the baby one. D8 plus <laughs> 2. Uh, eight. Eight, alright. I mean, he's back up to full. Yay! Um, you see that some of, like, the worst cuts seem to heal. Um, a lot of the, like, you know, so the, so the scarring and some of the, like, longer-term stuff that's been sitting there for months, it doesn't really go away. He still looks sickly, but all of his, like, you know, superficial wounds and, like, maybe a couple, like, his larger wounds seem to have kind of healed over, and he seems to... He seems to have calmed a bit, and um, as you're kind of healing him, he kind of nuzzles you um, affectionately. It seems your Mount Cabolo has returned. Hooray. <laughs> now, I will say to anybody listening, this is the reason why she has seemingly got it for free, is because uh, it was one of the things she has purchased in the very beginning of the uh, game. She did spend her gold on a mount, but to make it fit with the storyline, she was not able to have it immediately. So she waited a whole level, almost two, to get it. <laughs> but now you got a mounted kitty. There you go. Um, maybe there's some side of sort of shrine or something, some kind of temple we can get to, so I can like uh, give an offering. Like nearby. Yeah, somewhere around here. I mean, I our... have no map of any place. Knowledge local. <laughs> that wouldn't help here. Rip. Well, what is your guys' plan? We have a plan. Um, I think one thing one thing that we could do is uh, interest. Some of those documents shed some of the export locations of the cobalt, right? Um, stand up from this dude, him slowly raising as I pull out my knife before he slumps to the ground. (sighs) Yes, plus I think we have fair business with the dwarves. I'm assuming, uh, we're on remotely friend, like, is this, humans are kind of the douchebags, dwarves, elves, and beastmen are kind of chill? Um, from what you remember about the world, um, yeah, the general consensus of what the world politics looks like, because you guys would have kind of known this, you don't know how it's developed in the months that you've been dead, but the general consensus was, um, humans were, like, the slave race for, like, a quite a long time, for just about as long as anyone can remember, and then they'd revolted for a while, and, um, after they revolted, they basically just went complete ham nuts and so far and like ham nuts and just expanded like crazy using their kind of shorter lived lives but you know kind of shorter period of being able to like raise more troops to kind of push themselves onto the uh, global stage as far as as politics go and ever Mm -hmm. since they kind of established a foothold maybe the last 20 or 30 years or so they have been increasingly aggressive trying to take as much territory as they can and kind of a fight to survive so the dwarves and elves have are kind of in the middle of being taken aback 
um, after being in such kind of like a really long-term war, a lot of their best fighters and a lot of their, you know, veterans and just their standing armies got kind of like, even, even though they were successful and aren't like being overrun, a lot of their standing armies have been reduced because again, they're just for the sheer sake that their populations are having a hard time replacing the soldiers they've lost in the fights because they have a slower time. So the humans are kind of at the moment looking sort of like a threat to them. So the elves and the dwarves and the rest of them, they're sort of on, you know, like, okay, you guys are enemies of my enemy as my friend at the moment. And humans are seen as kind of like the, oh shit, we should probably make sure they don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how the world politics looks right now. And you guys would just know this from traveling around and, like, talking to people and in general. This would be, like, common knowledge. Like, oh, Russia hates the U.S. Okay. That's it. <laughs> I will kind of nod and say perhaps we should make our way to the Dwarven lands. Yeah, so humans are pretty aggressive right now, but not without reason. I mean, it's not. They shouldn't be aggressive to like other folk like us. Yeah, I mean, well, we're, when you get freed else. from slavery, oh, it's kind of a douchey aggressive. Thing. I mean, uh, not towards everybody, but uh, yeah, they try to find a place in the world, pretty much, and uh, they're being a bit uh, zealous about it. Sounds like it. Well, it's kind of. Fuck you if you, you know, get freed and liberated from slaves or slavery and you become like your own nation state and free peoples and then you immediately start delving back into enslaving others. You kind of lose your I'm the victim card. Yeah, the definite... <laughs> kind of like Killmonger. Yeah, well, yeah, the definite feeling you guys get from just having been around a lot of humans in general, like, not like the smaller hamlets and villages, but a lot of, like, the, you know, the larger, like, we are soldiers type, like, um, humans. I mean, you definitely get a feel of, like, fuck you, you guys enslaved us, enslaved us for a bunch of years, we're justified, whatever the hell we do. So that's kind of the feeling you get from just kind of being around them. And just the general, like, populace. Not necessarily every individual or even small villages or towns, but just the general consensus of, like, you know, the zeitgeist, I guess, is how that feels. I just get to use that word. I never get to use that word. Hmm. All right. So you guys... I guess our next plan is to go to the dwarves. All right, you know that uh, the Brogumble Dwarves are somewhere to the north. Do you guys continue Bro. north out of the valley? <laughs> the uh, Brogumble man. I actually um. go and check on Intro and see if he wants to be cleaned up, and as well as check if that guy had anything on his person. Yeah, I was I was just waiting. I'm uh, for everyone to talk. I'm gonna check his pockets and stuff. I'm also going to see if he had our contract on him um as you guys check him over and uh kyra i think are you just gonna start cleaning indra make sure he's not you know bloody anymore yeah i have create water so okay I mean, so why, you, you take him off of... <laughs> yeah you Whoa. just take some time like like cleaning him off but um indra as you search the body you find um uh you see what find seems to be like a personal letter um either addressed to him from somebody and you're not quite sure um, you find about another 50 gold coin uh, they had in a smaller pack. Um, 50? 50. So let me see if I write this down. So you have a personal letter, 50 gold coin, and you also find a mildly charred 
map. Hey. Uh, Kara takes that. Yay. Kara's like, I'll take that. <laughs> How much uh, gold a piece? Um, it's twelve with two left over. I'll just take twelve and then leave two for whoever wants to take them. We're just doing a 12 each, and then there's two left over. Yeah, it doesn't split four ways. Yeah. Let's see. Seven Is it two eight. silver? No, it's two gold. That's five silver a piece if we're allowed to do that. I mean, I can make change. I have 11 silver right now. If somebody else has five silver, we're good. Uh, you or Otto, uh, you take it or Indra? Uh, Indra can take it. Okay. Alright, you guys having divvied up the gold, um, I assume you guys head out? Yep. Alright, you guys set off to the north, heading for the Dwarven Realms, because um, you don't have nowhere better to go. It's either trek east across, you know... Pretty much endless wastes, or go to where there's a city and people, and where you can buy supplies. Um, takes you maybe the better part of a couple of days to kind of get through this valley, um, and then you start kind of making your way back up the mountains. Um, after about a day's trek up the mountains, you get back into that familiar, unfortunate cold weather. Brilliant. Um, Maybe about, I want to say, midway into your first day into the real snow. Maybe the snow comes up to me about, like, your um, shins or your ankles. Um, you see what looks to be kind of buried in the snow. Not not quite, like, buried or gone. But you see, like, what looks to be some standing, like, stones. Um, as you guys kind of come across them, like... Uh, What's it called? You see, like, it looks to be about... Let me get my description up really quick so I don't mess up. Um, scrolling up to where it's at. Um, it appears to be about, like, maybe 10-foot-tall circular obelisk-like stones peeking up out of the snow. They're arranged um, in a square pattern with what looks to be a large kind of altar in the center with some sort of a symbol on it. What do you guys do? Hmm. Uh, I want to investigate the symbol. Alright, you guys walk up and uh, uh, Renard, as you investigate the symbol um, you can't really tell what it looks like. I mean, you don't really recognize it off the top of your head just by examining it, but it, uh, it appears to be kind of this... Uh, it's a circular symbol um, with like some spokes leading out from like a like a sphere in the center. So it's kind of like a ring with some spokes and a sphere in the center. Um, and it looks like kind of it looks like some sort of shrine type thing. Um, around it, there are four kind of brass depressions. Um, like there, there's like a there's, there's a uh, altar. The center has this like mantelpiece, and then around it, in the altar, like depressed into it, are basically four brass bowls that are flush with the uh, surface. Hmm. 
Um, and written around it, you see that um, on the altar itself, there are what look to be words written on it. I'm going to be keeping an eye around just to make sure that we don't have anything approaching. All right. Kyra places her paws on it and tries to read the inscription. What languages do you know, Kyra? I know Common, Sylvan, Elven, and Draconic. You would see that these words are written in Draconic. And, um... Yeah, I read, read Draconic. Yep, so, you, Otto, you can also read this as you walk up. Um, oh, I can read Draconic as well. Oh, oh nice. you can fucking read Draconic. Wait, you said Draconic or Demonic? Draconic. Okay, I can speak Draconic, not the demonic. demonic. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Um. There. Are, okay. So as you read it, um, you see um, that you see the following uh, the following text kind of becomes clear as you kind of read around it. Um, it says, four siblings in the world." All born together. The first runs, never wearies. The second eats, and is never full. The third drinks, and is always thirsty. The fourth sings a song without voice. And that is the end of the text. Is this a riddle? <laughs> um, can I do some kind of check to figure out what this is for. This would be a religion check. Okay. You said the first one 16. runs and is never wearied. The second one eats and is never full. The fourth the one sings a song or sings... Words. Yeah, so I'll, I'll repeat it. Um... The first runs and never wearies. The second eats and is never full. The third drinks and is always thirsty. And the fourth sings a song without a voice. But the first one could be a river. The second one sounds like fire, but I don't know about the rest ones. Uh, what did you get for your religion check, uh, Kyra? 16. 16. I think it's 16, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's 16, too. I just was making sure that I didn't miss you. Um, Kyra, you look this over and you see, um, uh, you, as you kind of look at this, you see this is the symbol of the ice goddess, Atalia. Um, she's known for being mildly enigmatic, but she favored, like, she has a favored, like, um, for, like, the people who are cautious and wise. So people who approach things very methodically and very, um, carefully. Um, typically, she's not a very well-known goddess. This shrine probably was popular back in her heyday, but has long been since forgotten. Um, she has been known to bestow temporary and or potentially like blessings on people that she finds especially clever or worthy. But um, they vary in like intensity and scale, depending on what the riddle is or what the uh, uh, requirements are. Do the four bolts have any sort of markings on them or um, around them? Um, as you look at the four bowls, they don't seem to have any specific markings on them. Um, you see that uh, they just kind of um, uh, they just kind of exist. There don't, doesn't seem to be anything really identifying one as any other. So they're just kind of like kind of battered metal on the inside of them, a little bit dented here and there, like they've 
suffered some weathering and abuse, but nothing else really identifies them apart from each other. No symbol or any inscription on either of them? No. Following what Pika said, the sings, but... What was sings it you without sing? words. Sings without word. That could be, like, air. That could be I, wind, yes. Yeah. I... T- drinks and is always thirsty? Well, the earth... Uh, a fish. <laughs> if you water the earth, it's gonna just uh, sink down, so... It could be the four natural elements. Yeah, that's, that's possible. Okay, do we have anything? I mean, I guess... Uh, can I use create water more than once? Yeah, it's a, it's a cantrip. You can use as much as you want. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Yeah, a cantrip okay. is a spell. A cantrip is a spell that is not it is lower than first level, and you can just use it as much as you want, basically. Why is it okay. a trick? That's just what they're called as cantrips. <laughs> it's supposed to be like a trick or like some sort of like simple spell, and they're called cantrips. What about cant trips? We're optimists here. I will put. Uh, I will create water into one of the basins. Okay, you do it in the water. first basin. You, you create water into uh, one of the basins. I stick a torch in one of them. Is it a lit torch? It is, yes, yeah, a lit torch. <laughs> I put a hunk of dirt in another one. Do you have a hunk of dirt? We're on ground. You are We're on, on snow. snow and ice. Yeah. I so. punch the snow until I get to ground. <laughs> Alright, go ahead and roll damage. Oh my god. Alright. So, first What's the attack AC of the snow? is nine damage. Nine damage, okay. And then the second attack is fourteen damage. Nice. <laughs> All right. Um, you punch the hard packed ice on the side of a mountaintop where it's pretty snowing. <laughs> um. Multiple times. And, Listen, uh, result... I can keep doing this. I can keep doing this. You can go ahead and keep doing this. I am from fucking Alaska. You are getting nowhere with this shit. Okay. <laughs> um, okay so I look around for something look? that would suggest there was dirt <laughs> under it. Uh, I'm going to look around just on my clothes in general to see if there's any uh, dirt that's accumulated, like on the bottom of my shoes or... Um... On my uh, jacket or anything like that. Well, um, what what food do we have? Meat, berries. Oh, berries! Hand me one of your berries. All right, I toss one to you. Okay. Um. Do I find any dirt? Uh, no. You find like trace amounts of dirt, but nothing really that much. Yeah, we'll put the trace around? amounts of dirt in there. Okay, oh, I look around. Oh no, wait, three. wait! I got an idea. Okay, so um, who has the? I, I have it actually. Okay, Kyra unwraps the little uh, shiny from the oh, and places it in one of the bases. smart. And I this mean, it's is a rock. Five thousand gold gem gets <laughs> eaten by this, so that we can not take cold damage. I don't think they disappear. We don't know that. Okay, uh, what's a magic... What? How do we know that it won't disappear, Caleb? 
You don't. Can we roll like a knowledge? Needed, it sounds like you needed a higher religion roll. Oh, oh no. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> or I, I need to punch more dirt. <laughs> You're I, punching I, ice, my friend, and your hands hurt. <laughs> I mean, what's the okay. hardness well, and hit berries, points on ice? Berries are from the earth. Really fucking hard. <laughs> Just do the berries. Do okay. the berries. I use, I use the berries instead. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I so blow what's, what's into last? the fourth ball. <laughs> what's last? Um, you guys have placed down um, some water in one of them, a lit torch in another one of them, and berries in the third one. And I blow into the fourth one. I don't think that's going to work. I'm going to try it. Does anything happen? Okay, Nothing so happened. listen. How Damn. thick is this ice? Oh, my Like Lord. a couple of feet? Oh, my okay. God. So... Let me find the hit points for it. Oh because my God. it's got zero hardness, and for every three inches of its... Oh, it's got hit points. Three hit points for every inch of thickness. So, <laughs> technically... Okay, oh when God. you do All that... Right. What else? Here, here's, here, here's how this works. You do damage to yourself when you're doing this. Listen. This is, this is like hard as rock. You're not going to break it. Uh, so I'm gonna, what I, I kind of, are you talking about stone? Because that has a hardness of 8, but 15 hit points for every inch of thickness. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm point this out. So, being from Alaska... No, no, I'm just... To get rid of ice, I, you literally have to use a pickaxe. <laughs> like, so if you're just punching it, even if you're a very strong monk, it's not going to be fun. It has All resistance right. to fists. You're, you're using bludgeoning damage against something that requires piercing damage. Brilliant. Okay. Well, I pull out Kyra, and I hit the ground <laughs> with her. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. What yeah, were you saying, yeah. Kyra, before we got interrupted by Bunny <laughs> attempting to punch ice? Um, I was thinking, instead of uh, Renard blowing himself away... <laughs> um, I'm trying I, to blow it! <laughs> I have, like, two little incense things. I could set it off, and the smoke could probably help. That'd be a good idea. As wind. Does that really sing air. a song? It's a, an I mean, element of wind. It's, it's we could like try it. Air. Otherwise, I'll... I would gust country. Or That's... if any of anybody has, uh, if you want to use crouton, I don't think crouton has a feather. You know. Uh, li- uh, like I said, I have a gust country. That try that. Generate small winds or small gentle wind. Okay. So I do that. Alright, so um, with your um, berries, the lit torch, the bowl of water, and the continuous breeze that's specifically going through the last bowl, thanks to Otto, um, you all feel a, um, a warmth pass through you. Um, nice. Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell, and it exits where you think it does. No. Um, <laughs> Uh, you feel a warmth pass through you, and then you guys feel, uh, you guys feel, you know, like the cold isn't quite biting you as much, and that, uh, it feels pretty, uh, it feels actually moderately comfortable now. You guys, for the next two days, nice, um, regardless of what you are wearing, you do not have to make your endurance roll for being in the harsh cold. I strip. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we all take our clothes off and just uh, sleep in the snow. In addition, you all also now have damage resistance 5 versus cold. Nice. Oh, yeah. 
I still let uh, light the incense and uh, say a prayer. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you light the incense and say a prayer, thanking her for I assume multiple things too because of you know just events. And um, yeah, that is where we will end today's session. So how much ice did I defeat? Um, how much damage did you do? Uh, like twenty five. Oh, damn Let's say you probably got through a couple of feet of ice. You got to the first parts of, like, you know, the dead grass underneath. I was almost there! <laughs> um, I just had injuries, okay. Your fists okay. are, like, bleeding at this point, and you have taken about, let's say, five damage. That would be non-lethal damage. It would be non-lethal damage, yes. So it's fine. Everything it hurts. Fine. It hurt. I mean, just go ahead and go punch a wall for a while. You'll feel about the same. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Depends. I'm gonna go look up the hardness of walls. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, that's where we're gonna end it with the punching bunny. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. Bye bye. Bye, Sarah. <laughs>